Blog Talk Radio. Circumstances can't stop me And neither will they block me Today I feel unmovable Nothing's impossible To walk on water To calm the sea To speak to mountains I can be free just Wonderful to 
join in on the show and to listen. I really appreciate all of your support. So, you know, as we begin to or prepare to move into 2016 in just a few short weeks from now, we hope to bring you some great things. But as we want to go ahead and get started right now, we always open up with a word of prayer, really inviting God to be the honored guest here and to say what he wants to have said to encourage each and every one of you today. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for just being our God. We thank you and praise you for just being the God that loves us enough to die for us. Every day is a grateful day. Every day is a day of thanksgiving that we have you, that you chose to save us from ourselves, that you chose to step in the gap and be there for us. Father, we thank you for all that you've done and all that you're going to do. Father, I said those who are under the sound of my voice right now, God, I pray that you just begin to touch their life, touch their heart, and you will begin to um, administer to the needs that they have of the God that's physical ailments, family issues or financial issues, job issues, kids. Father God, I just pray right now that you minister to them. Let them know. Let them hear a word either on this show and others that you are there, that you have you have the solution already made, that this is not you sitting in the heavens scratching your head with what to do. So comfort them, Father God. Supply every need according to Christ Jesus. You, We know that all of our needs, all of our desires are in you. So for that, God, we thank you. For that, God, we praise you. And I give you the glory and honor. Now, Father God, as I begin to um, go into the word this morning, speak through me, Father God. Let what you want to be said for the people to be said. Give me the information to elaborate on. Tell me what to say, God. I'm a vessel free, empty to be used by you. Let me die completely, God, so that you can gain all the glory. I thank you, and I just really honestly praise you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Well, I know that many of you are probably up getting ready for your turkey dinners today, and family is coming from, you know, north and the south, east and west, I guess you can say, uh, for this holiday as we prepare to go in and, you know, gain a few extra pounds or start some diets or whatever for um, the holidays and the hustle and the buckle. Remember, remember, the the, the season of Thanksgiving or the holiday season um, should really remind us. Some people say, well, why do I need to give a gift or why do I need to do this for this holiday season? We should do it all the time. But we all need a reminder. We all need the holidays to jumpstart our ability to go into the new year and um, do that which we should do. Yes, we should be loving and kind every year, yet all year long, you know, every week, every day. Every day should be random acts of kindness. But let's be honest. We are all busy. We are all tied up in our own drama sometimes with our own family. And it's not quite that easy. It's not quite that simple. So the holiday season of gratefulness, thanksgiving, good cheer to others really helps to jumpstart our um, our, our, our heart to do that which is right, to come out of ourselves, to do something for others. 
But, you know, when you're out also shopping for those gifts this year, you know, as you prepare for Black Friday tomorrow, you know, don't put yourself in a bunch of debt trying to please people. At the end of the day, it's really the thought. I've thought enough of you to give you this, to purchase this for you, to sacrifice out of my income to give this for you. Let us not get so bogged down into what the gift is and, oh, did I spend this much, that we lose sight of the real meaning of this holiday season. Also, consider making the gift. There are a number of things that we can do that have a lot more meaning that we can make by hand to show forth our appreciation to others and what they've done for us in, in our lives, you know, at work and so forth. But today is Thanksgiving, and we want to talk about, you know, what is this thing about Thanksgiving? What is it about it that helps us? You know, a little side note, you know, being thankful or being grateful really shows your maturity in God. When you don't have to claim about what you don't have, when you can be grateful, and be thankful about anything in your life. Now, I'm not saying if you get cancer, you're supposed to be thankful. No. But what you can do is be thankful that you have the family and friends around you. Thankful that they detected something early. Thankful that God knows that he's in control. Thankful that you have insurance to be able to go through the process and not have to worry. What can we find to be grateful and thankful about that um, in the midst of a negative situation. And it's always something because, you know, there's another person that's going through the same thing that wish they had what you had. They wish they had the family support. They wish they had the kind of insurance. They wish they had the doctor that they had. They wish they had, you know, there's always something. No matter how bad it gets for us, you know what, there's somebody that always has it worse. And I know that when we're going through our situation, we don't want to hear that. And, and, and that makes sense because we're all different. We all have different goals, different aspirations. So to compare ourselves to one another in those instances is no more right than to compare ourselves um, if we're talking about positive things that are happening in somebody's life. But the goal is, and the ultimate goal is really and only to give God glory. That's our purpose. That's what we were created to do. God did not need us. He did not have to create us. He is all and all in himself. Chose to create us so that he would have companions and friends. But he didn't need to. He desires that. So our purpose is just to give him glory, to give him praise, to give him honor. How can you do that lest you be truly thankful, truly thankful? You don't know when you're sitting in traffic, be thankful, because you don't know what God may have prevented in your life. You don't know that God is giving you that that time with him. You don't know that God is giving you that grace on your job because you may go in late. You don't know. So we're grateful. And we find that as we begin to be grateful, it's like, it's like a um, contagious disease. Well, you just go through your house, go through your morning, drive things to work, 
just thinking of what can I be grateful for? What can I be grateful for? Then we begin to think about the things that we have, and we find out, wow, we're really blessed. We're, we're really have a lot going for us despite what may be going on if it's negative and not very, very positive. So we always want to be grateful. And what are some things that being grateful does? Um, I want you to turn to Ephesians, I'm sorry, Philippians 4, verse 6. Philippians 4, verse 6. And um, why do I want you to go there? This is one of my favorite scriptures. This is kind of one of those scriptures that once you get to like one of those staple scriptures that you learn and that you know. Um, but I wanted to look at it because it tells us a few things. In our approach to God, in um, our desire to bring our requests before him, let's look at what it says in Philippians 4, verse 6. We're not going to get deep here today, but I'm going to start with, um, let's say, Let's go ahead and start with verse 1, and we'll go through to verse 6. I Let's see. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. I entreat Euderia, and I entreat Senesi to agree in the Lord. Well, I know I probably butchered those names, guys, so just kind of forgive me. Yes, I ask you also, true companions, help these women who have labored by, by side by side with me in the gospel together, with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord, and again I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. And then he goes on. Here's what I want to talk about. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. Now, what is everything? It's everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart, your mind, in Christ Jesus. That is absolutely powerful. Why? Because thanksgiving, he says, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with what? Thanksgiving. The medium that you're using it's prayer, by prayer. How am I getting there? By way of the freeway. I'm getting there by pl- by plane. I'm getting there by car. You see, I'm getting there by prayer. But by prayer and what? Supplication. That means I do have to ask for it. I can't just think, oh, well, you know, I don't need to. Now, I know that some people say we don't have to pray for what we want. We don't have to pray for what we need because God already knows it. And, you know, he's going to do accordingly. But that's not necessarily what this is saying here. This is saying that with prayer and supplication, with prayer and supplication, okay, that we need to make our request known to God. So what I want you to think about that. 
when you're um, making your request known to God, how are you doing it? And then it says with with thanksgiving. In other words, make sure that you're thankful when you're coming to me um, and making your request known with thanksgiving. In other words, that's your attitude. That's the attitude that your heart should have when you're coming, when you're being, when you're um, laying your request down before before the Lord. You have to do that. Now, I want to go back here and look at what the word supplication means. Uh, it is, um, and there's two um, Greek words that were used for this. The first one, um, desis, is always translated supplication or the plural in the Revised Standard Version. It's fem- is the um, high uh, criteria is the feminine form of the adjective denoting a supplicant and use of it as a noun formerly an olive branch carried by a supplicant, then later supplication. You see, as we see the, the, that definition, is really helping us to understand that, um, you know, you look at the olive branch of really, you know, again, of, um, of pressure, of anointing that's going to really come with that. We want to be able to know and understand that we want to have, we have to have supplication, that we are making that request known unto God, you see. And then with thanksgiving, we always want to come with the proper attitude. God owes us nothing. He owes us nothing at all. But at the same token, in God owing us nothing, um, we don't need to come mealy mouth. We don't need to come. Oh God, well, you know, if it's your will, uh, if you know, maybe um, help me. No, we don't have to do that. We can come boldly before the throne of grace. Boldly. That means confidently. Confidently. What does that mean? Knowing that the person that you're coming to, number one, can answer your has the ability to answer the prayer. Number two, it's confident that you're coming with not only the right attitude, but the attitude in knowing, I know what the promises are to me. I know what the Bible says. So let's use this as an example. Let's say um, um, you're praying for a family member to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ or to to, to be delivered from a particular sin. You can know what the Word says about that sin. What does the word say about it? Or what does the word say about salvation? We know that God does not want any of that. We know that God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross so that we would be no longer in bondage to sin. So what does that mean for us? That means that we can come bold and say, wait a minute. I know what the word says in regards to this. So, Father God, I thank you that it's done according to your word, and then we're going to list that scripture. We're going to list that scripture. And then if that person has also spoke these things out of their mouth, they desire this, they desire that, then we can say, you know what, Lord, this person out of their mouth said this. Now, I don't know if if their mouth and their heart were matching, but their mouth said it. And your word says that you will bring this to pass. We can already thank God for it. 
And we already know that it is God's will that every man, woman, boy, girl, child, to know Jesus Christ as a personal Savior, okay? Next, we want to look at the fact that um, on the one where, let's say, we don't know is what we're asking for. So let's say um, you really, really need a car, and you really, really, really would like a BMW. God is not obligated to give you a BMW. I'm not saying that he will. I'm not saying that he won't. What I'm saying is that according to Psalm 37, God will give us the desires of our heart, our desires of our heart. So it may not come right away, but it may, it will come. And I, I believe that. I have the faith for that, seeing God do it in my own life. I didn't get it right away. I wanted a um, king-size bed, I remember, and I um, didn't have the money um, to, to do that. Um, and I eventually, um, somebody gave one to me. And I was like, wow. Then when I remarried at one point in my life, um, my husband at that time uh, needed, needed another car. And I remember I had been praying and desiring in my heart. And I wasn't coming before the Lord, you know, every day. It was just a desire of mine that I wanted fulfilled. I wanted a um, a black Volvo with the caramel-colored interior fully loaded. I didn't know when this was going to happen. I didn't know how it was going to happen. But my life throughout the whole time was very, very faithful. I just was committed to God. And so in this situation, we needed another car. God blessed with that. So what am I saying? When we know that the Bible says that that um, we can come boldly, number one. Number two, we can, he'll give us the desires of our heart. And then we have the confidence in knowing what his word said. Now, here he might say to you, in the, in, in the, in the uh, path or process of giving you what you want, he will start having you look at things. He'll begin to minister to you about, okay, well, why don't you go read this about this book, this car, and why don't you save up this money? He'll begin to instruct you in very basic natural um, activities to have what you, what you desire. He will give you the ability. He is not going to drop a car out of the sky. If your credit is tore up from the floor up, it's not going to happen in the way that you may think because because um, uh, it, it's not that deep. It's not that spooky, if that makes any sense at all. God uses everyday practical things to bring about your answer to prayer. So the next time you are grateful and, and you're praying for that desire of your heart, begin just to thank God. Have your attitude right. Let your attitude be open to what God may want to do, okay? But let me share this with you also. When you're thankful, and then I want to go into some areas also of, um, you know, of being grateful. The two are very, very similar um, in, in nature, but grateful I think, brings another attitude to the picture. When you're grateful for something, then you recognize um, um, 
ESG. Um, you recognize that, um, sorry about that, guys, I'm looking up prescription. I was thinking, where do I want to go here today? Uh, you recognize that the person that gave something to you never had to do it. They never, 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 never had to do it. So when you understand the gratefulness, um, you understand that it's really an act of an attitude. I don't have to do this. You know, it's understanding that I thank you for doing it, but graciousness understands you didn't have to do it. You did not have to pick me up when I was down. You didn't have to provide for me after I jacked up my check or after I bought something that maybe I shouldn't have done. It's understanding that graciousness, understanding that the person that did what they did really didn't have to do it. When we have this kind of heart, it's very hard for us to complain. It's very hard for us to sit and whine before God. Because when we're grateful, we see all his benefits. We see what he's done in our life. We begin to think back on where we were before we ever got where we are today. And it really begins to humble us onto who God really is. We really begin at that point when we become grateful, when we become thankful, we really see ourselves in light of who God is. And if it doesn't make you fall on your face and worship, when you really begin to understand that God doesn't let you have any cause, he doesn't let you have money for the bus. Matter of fact, you didn't even have to have a job. You didn't have to have any other things that you had. You could be on the street. There's so many things and and, and uh, opportunities that you did not miss because of God. So grateful, being thankful, really changes you. It helps you become who God is or like Christ, like Jesus. We learn that in Philippians also because, you know, we know that, that, that Christ humbled himself. Christ humbled himself. He was king, resting in and basking in the glory of his father in heaven. He did not have to do what he did. He did not. But yet he did it for you and I. Let's read that. Uh, uh, Philippians 2, I'm going to start at verse 3. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have the mind, have this mind among yourselves, which is also which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God, a a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a serpent, being born in, in the likeness of man and being found in him, found human form. He humbled himself by be, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Look, at he, he, he knew who he was. He knew who he was. It says here that he was, um, though he was the form of God, the form of God, he did not count equality. 
And yet he could have. He could have. But he was thankful. He was grateful. He knew what he had come to do. He knew the purpose and plan that God had for his life. So what does that mean? That means that um, as we are going through our day, let us be thankful, grateful, as Christ was, so that we can not be anxious, so that we can understand and be reminded that it is in him that we live and move and have our being. It's not that we don't want to be like somebody else, but we're grateful that God has allowed us to walk in divine health. Not, oh, I'm grateful that I don't have cancer. No, no, no. I'm grateful that God allowed me to have divine health. So if you don't know Christ today, if you think you have nothing to be grateful or thankful about, if you're listening to this right now, you're, you do because you can, you can hear. You can see the phone numbers to dial in, or you can click the button online to listen in. Oh, you have a phone? Oh, you have a computer? Those things right there you should be grateful for because they provide now entertainment and they provide for you the ability to do many different things. I thank you guys for joining. Listen to us on Tuesdays. We have another fabulous guest talking about awesome topics. Have a great Thanksgiving, and I will see you guys next week. I love you. Bye-bye.